0: mother may I can do is it'll teach our kids some good manners amen you know I don't know about you but when I was young my mama taught me to say may I she taught me to say please she taught me to say thank you my mama taught me to say you're welcome and my mama taught me you better say yes ma'am And no, ma'am. Anybody else in that boat? Amen. Amen. So we wonder, where have all the manners gone? Well, I'll just submit to you this morning that maybe if we adults had better manners, we could expect better manners from our kids. Amen? Amen? All right. So let's have better manners. So how many of you loved playing Mother Mad just a second ago? Amen? Is that not a blast? Love that. But I want to give you a better thing this morning. And listen here. It ain't a game. Because we're going to play, Mother, may I be like you. Mother, may I be like you. To begin with, I want to share a poem with you from Herbert Farnham. And it goes like this. God took the fragrance of a flower, the majesty of a tree. He took the gentleness of morning dew and the calm of the quiet sea, the beauty of the twilight hour and the soul of a starry night, the laughter of a rippling brook and the grace of a in flight. God fashioned from these things A creation like no other. And when his masterpiece was through, he simply called it Mother. Based on what our mothers did for us, we should ask from our mothers, Mother, may I have a faith like yours? Mother, may I have a heart like yours? May I have hands like, like yours? Let's look at those. Mother, may I have a faith like yours? In 2 Timothy, I believe that's on page 1056 and the Bibles in front of you, there's one past, one verse of scripture here that really speaks to mamas and it's a powerful verse. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 5, Paul is writing to his young protege. He's writing to Timothy. Timothy is pastoring a church at Ephesus, a very strong and vibrant church and he's trying to encourage him to do the right thing and to know what the right thing to do would be and here's what he says in verse 5 he said when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you Timothy which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice I am persuaded it's in you also Mother, may I have a faith like yours? In Proverbs chapter 31 and verse 31, the Bible says that charm is deceptive, that beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is greatly to be praised. So what is a woman who fears the Lord? What is a wife who fears the Lord? What is a mother who fears The Lord. Well, she's a woman, she's a wife, she's a mother who respects the Lord and desires to walk with him by faith. You know, Jesus' first miracle occurred when he turned some water into wine. You may remember in John chapter 2 that when in a wedding there in Cana, the wedding had run out of wine. And the mother of Jesus said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. Do you remember those verses? Mary, the mother of our Lord and Savior, the Son of God himself, was telling other people to place their faith in him and do. Whatever he says to do. Did you know. That that was the only command. That Mary ever gave. There are some denominations. That actually worship Mary. But the only command. That Mary ever gave. Was whatever he says. Do it. God bless Mothers who either have said or are saying to their children, do what Jesus says to do. Do what the Bible says to do. I remember reading about a little boy who had forgotten his lines during a Sunday school presentation. And his mother was on the front row gesturing and motioning with her lips to try to get him to say the line. But his son, her son's memory was completely blank. He couldn't get it out. And so mother kind of came forward and whispered in his ear and said, I am the light of the world. The little boy put a big old smile on his face and with a loud, clear voice said, My mother is the light of the world. <laughs> Many mothers have been the light of the world. How, you say? By shining the light of Jesus by shining the light of the Lord, by living a life of faith in Him. You see, friend, there is no better example that a mother could give to her children than by living by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. There's nothing better you can do. One young preacher who had recently lost his mother said, I can remember that every single night My mother had quiet time. Mother would pull out the Bible and she would read us a Bible story and afterwards she would get us, every one of us, on our knees. And Mama would pray for each one of us by name. Mama, you want to make a difference in the life of your children? Get them on their knees with you. And pray for your children by name. Alexander Campbell of the 1800s said of his mom, My mama had a great memory. A great memory. And mother treasured up the scriptures in her heart. And mama, she could quote those scriptures. And she could apply those scriptures both to our lives as children and to our lives as As adults, friends, listen, great wisdom, mothers, great wisdom comes when you apply the word of God. Great wisdom was had by this mother, but it all came from the word of God. When preacher John Wesley was a student at Oxford University, he wrote home to his mom and he said, Mom, I cannot believe how many of my fellow students are drinking alcohol. It's so pervasive. It's it's everywhere. What do I do? And John's mama wrote him back a letter and she said, dear son, remember that anything that increases the authority of the body over the mind is an evil thing. Mother, may I have, may I please have a faith Like yours. But mother may I have something else. Mother may I have a heart. Like yours. In the birth narrative in Luke chapter 2. In verse 15 you're familiar with the story. That the Bible said so it was when the angels had gone away from them to heaven. That the shepherds. The shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has come to pass which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. And now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told to them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told to them by the shepherds. But Mary... Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. It's been my experience that when it comes to children and grandchildren, that mothers deeply ponder a great many things in their heart. They ponder in their hearts the joy they experienced when their child was born. They ponder and and meditate on the thought of what kind of life will my child have. They ponder and consider how can I direct their lives to follow the Lord. One favorite story of mine, I've said it many times, but there was one mother who had to repeatedly tell her son to sit down. Y'all ever said that? Sit down. But the boy just continued to stand. He blatantly disobeyed his mama. And finally that mother went over to him and she plopped him down in that seat. Fuming. The boy said, I may be sitting down on the outside, but I ain't sitting down on the inside. How do you deal? How do godly mothers deal with problem children like that. Probably with the same loving patience and discipline your mama did with you. Amen. A fellow named Steve Brundage tells about his sister Karen. Karen had two very lively young daughters. And he said one morning he had called his sister Karen and uh, his conversation with her Constantly was being interrupted by screams and kids chasing one another. And finally, Karen asked, can you hold on for a minute? You know what that means, right? Somebody getting ready to get tore up. Amen. Can you hold on for a moment? And within 10 seconds, absolute silence. Karen came back to the phone and said, okay, I'm back. And Steve said, wow. Wow. It's so quiet. You've really got a lot of control over your kids. And she said, no, not really. I'm in the closet. (laughs) Here's my point. A mother's heart can only take so much, amen? A mother's heart can only take so much and sometimes mamas need an escape. So men... Sons and daughters, maybe we need to find a way to let Mama have an escape. Jean Barron wrote in Reader's Digest about this old mobile home that she lived in, in this poverty-stricken part of town. And she and her teenage son, who lived there with her, were very ashamed. The building was structurally unsound. The plumbing leaked The roof leaked, everything leaked, everything was broken in the house. And one day, her teenage son brought his best friend to the house. And his friend and their family had everything materially that any family could ever want. And Jean's son said, my friend's run away from home. And she was kind of, Taken back by that and said, Why would why would he run away from that? And her son said, Well, at their house, they got a whole lot of things, but they don't have much love. At our house, we got a whole lot of love, just not many things. Mother, may I have a heart like yours? You know, a, a heart of love, a heart of compassion. A heart of patience and sacrifice and tenderness. But I'm not satisfied with just a, the faith of my mother. I'm not satisfied with just the heart of my mother. I want to ask my mother, Mother, may I have hands like yours? You know, Proverbs 31 speaks about the hands of a godly mother. And it says, A wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her, and she lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She's like merchant ships, bringing food from afar. She gets up while it's still dark and provides food for her family. She considers a field and buys it, and out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously, and her arms are strong for her tasks. I mentioned to you earlier about that passage in 1 Thessalonians where the Bible talks about Paul likening ministry to motherhood. Here's that verse. We were not looking for praise from men or from you or from anybody else. That's mamas, amen. They ain't looking for praise. We, as apostles of Christ, could have been a burden to you, but we were gentle among you, here comes, like a mother caring for her children. Brother Bill, why in the world would you bring up a point like that in the middle of a Mother's Day message? Well, here's here's the reason. See, a mother's hands are not just for the home. A mother's hands are also for the ministry. Speaking of, one mother who was a Sunday school teacher as her ministry had asked one of her students and said, Johnny, you tell me the truth now. Do you pray before you eat? And, she, and he said, no, ma'am, I don't because my mama's a good cook. <laughs> Praise God for that. Yeah. You know, mothers have hands that are great cooks. Some of them really good cooks. It's uh, amazing to me. Do you remember mama's home cooking? In our life group this morning, we ran, went around the class and we're asking everybody what their most memorable memory of their mother is or was. And I don't know why, but I never did say mine. For me, my most memorable memory was hamburger helper. My mama could make Hamburger Helper taste like fine dining. (laughs) Mac and cheese, baby, was number one. She was good at it. She had this incredible ability to make something out of nothing. Mama had this ability to make much out of little. She could make the ordinary, well, extraordinary. Wait a minute. Those are godly characteristics. Don't God's hands make some things out of nothings? Doesn't God make much out of little? Doesn't God specialize in making the ordinary extraordinary? What's your point, Bill? God has poured a lot of his character into mamas. Many of you may remember Dr. James Dobson's, one of the, one of the most foremost uh, psychologists in the life of Christian families. Dr. James Dobson tells a story about when his son Ryan was a baby. And it happened that he had come home And it had been a terrible day for his wife, Shirley. Their son, Ryan, had been sick, and he cried all day long. Once, as Shirley was changing his diaper, the phone rang, and she reached over to to answer the phone. And while she answered the phone, little Ryan had an attack of diarrhea. And it went everywhere. Can you imagine? (laughs) Many of you mamas can imagine. Well, Shirley cleaned up the mess. And she put him on a fresh diaper and scrubbed him down with lotion and put him on some sweet-smelling clothes. And then she took him into the living room and she began to feed him. And after she fed him, she put him over her shoulder and began to burp him. And it wasn't just a minute. He puked all over her, all over himself, and all over the couch. James Dobson came in and said, When I walked in the door, the aroma of motherhood was everywhere. And my wife Shirley said, I don't remember this being in my contract. I bet many mothers feel that way. I don't remember this being in my contract. Mother, may I please have loving, hardworking, sacrificial hands like yours? Mother, may I have a heart like yours in love and patience? Mother, may I have a heart like yours, a faith in Christ. Friends, in conclusion this morning, I want you to hear what some of the greatest men this nation has ever known had to say about their mamas. If you had to say, what is the, the greatest position in the, in the United States of America? Anybody? President? President? This is what some presidents had to say about their moms. All that I am or ever hope to be I owe to my angel mother. Abraham Lincoln. My mother was the most beautiful woman I ever saw. All I am I owe to my mother. I attribute All my success in life to the moral, spiritual, intellectual, and physical education that I received from my mama, George Washington. There was never a woman like her. She was as gentle as a dove and as brave as a lioness. The memory of my mother and her teachings were all I had to start life with. But based on what mama taught me, I have made my way. President Andrew Jackson. Mother, may I be like you. The verses that followed that very first verse I read to you this morning... In 2 Timothy chapter 1, Paul goes on to basically tell us how in the world Eunice and Lois, Timothy's grandmother and mother, were able to do what they did. And this is what he says in verse 8. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of the Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Motherhood is a holy calling. Being a Christian is a holy calling. As much as we're celebrating motherhood this morning, We're also celebrating our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And friend, I pray that you won't leave this building unless you are right with God. And the only way you can be right with God is to be living a life by faith in His Son, Jesus Christ. We would be remiss even on Mother's Day if we didn't have an opportunity for you to make a decision for God Once and for all, how would that honor your mama if you came to Christ? Let's pray. Father, we praise you and we thank you so much that you saw our greatest need and you provided the solution. Father, not only do I want to honor you and my Savior, but I want to honor my mama. So, Lord, I pray if there's anybody here this morning that needs their sins forgiven, that needs to get right with you, Lord, I pray they wouldn't hesitate to come. Lord, let us glorify you and honor those who gave us birth. Lord, we love you today, and we thank you for Jesus who gave us this wonderful gift. And we pray this prayer in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. amen. That's awesome.